It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 183 for September 2021. I am one of your hosts, Steve from Survivor. Joining me, as always, is Ben from Survivor. Good to be here, Steve. And we have a special guest, our intern, but not for very much longer. And we're sad to see her go, but we're always going to see her come back. It's Eleni. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here, guys. And yeah, celebrating the end of my internship. And you've done a very, very, very good job. Um, And before we even go any further... You've done an amazing uh, little like brief history on Australian games funding and on how different developers are like tapping into what's there and what's to come. And it's awesome and well done. And everyone should read it if they haven't. And we can talk about it later. We will. We'll finish off talking about it later. I keep talking as is normal. Well, I'm just going to let you keep going. Yeah. Someone keep going. save me. Okay. Nah. <laughs> Uh, what else have you been playing, Eleni? I believe you've previewed House of Ashes, which is part of the Dark Pictures anthology. I did, yeah. It was really exciting. Um, I'm a big fan of the series, you know, Until Dawn, which was their first sort of big title, was a huge hit, and I loved it. So really excited for this game and loved getting to preview it. Um, I know I have spoken with Steve, but I was particularly excited because I am of the high school musical generation. I did grow mm. up on those films, and... It was a bit of a world's colliding moment, you know, playing through the game as Ashley Tisdale. It was very bizarre seeing Sharpay Evans in that kind of environment. Definitely a bit out of character, but I was loving it. It's definitely going to be an awesome game. Um, Really tense. The atmosphere definitely has you sort of at the edge of your seat. So really looking forward to when the game comes out and getting to smash it out in its entirety for sure. Mm, How much of it did you get to play? Uh, I played through about an hour of gameplay, which was really exciting. Um, That perfect balance of like getting a real good taste of the game, but not ruining it for me. So definitely when it comes out next month, be really excited to get through it all. But the thing about what I did play was there wasn't a lot of Ashley Tisdale. So I feel like that's all I'm going to be talking about, but I am expecting more of her in the full game. So if the the devs are listening to me, I'll be a bit upset if if I don't see more of Sharpay. See, I mm. wanted to ask more immediately about Ashley Tisdale and it might, you might not be able to answer based on what you've just said, but like uh, Supermassive's done a really good job of tying in like famous people into their game. So like Until Dawn had Hayden Panettiere and I think uh, the dude from Mr. Robot. I can't remember his name. Yes. Rami Malek. Rami Malek? Rami Malek? Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, they had the dude from that Jan- Jennifer Aniston weird RV movie. God, Will Poultier. That guy's not a celebrity. He, no, like, he is. He is. You look at him he's like a maze runner. It's like when you see me in AO Tennis, runner. you're like, oh, that's that's world famous journalist Steve Wright. Oh, he looks yeah. so like video gamed. Um, exactly the same. So was Ashley like Hayden Panettiere is, is pretty like, like oh God, I'm going to say fierce. I, I'm going to say fierce and just own it. Um, like she was in Heroes and then she was in Until Dawn and she was kind of like, you know, save the cheerleader, save the world, amazing superhero. And then in like Until Dawn, she was kind of like helpless female, like horror movie trope. It is the same. Do you know if the same is kind of true of Ashley Tisdale at this point? Or is it too early to tell? 
is my question. Well, I, I do just want to say, did we play the same until dawn? Because Hayden is like the main savior of that game. I don't know what version you were playing, but like, it's like she is like the savior of that game. Um, I just remember walking but around I the house being really with, scared as her. Uh, Ashley Tisdale, I feel like. No, I'm probably wrong. Go ahead. Well, it's called character development, Steve. It's character development. She starts off scared and then she's the hero. That's the journey we go on with her. And I feel like it'll be similar with Ashley Tisdale. I think that the preview that I got, they probably left her out because it does seem like she'll she'll have a, a bigger role to play in the whole game. Good. But, you know, we stand female characters that have character development. It's very rare we get them, Steve. So I take what I can get and I'm hopeful Ashley Tisdale will follow through. We were talking about True Colors, you and I, Eleni, earlier on, and we, we had a very different... I just am horrible to my video game controlled characters, apparently, because you had a very different experience with with um, Alex as opposed to me. But we'll get to that in a second. I just I, I think you play video games better than I do is, is, is the, the message that I'm taking from this. I definitely I just do. I need to hang my head in shame. Probably. Absolutely. Do you guys remember Until Dawn? Like, you know, you could play it differently, right? You could have totally different experiences. You could kill like everyone before you got to the end. So maybe you just killed her off at the start, Steve, or early on. Kill her? I guess you can kill everybody. You can kill everyone. You can make it to the end like with no one survives, right? Isn't there a trophy for that? Yeah, you can. What an achievement or what a trophy. Yeah, that's it. Didn't do that. Uh, What have you been playing? You've been playing Call of Duty Vanguard in a small preview, I suppose. What have you been doing? Um, So there's three betas that are available one's already done two are coming so if uh if you listen to this the day it comes out you can jump into the open playstation beta i think and it's i think Mm. it's the same weekend as the pre-order beta for xbox and pc and then the weekend after is the open beta for everybody so you will eventually get a chance to play vanguard if you want uh and what you'll play is what i got to play early basically it's um the tactical uh, uh, gameplay rule set, I suppose, on all the different modes. And I played um, Domination. You'd think I would have remembered what I played. Uh, Champion Hard Hill, point. like Team Deathmatch, a whole bunch of things. Um, and it's, mm, it's weird. Like it's, it's, it's a WW2 Call of Duty. It's uh, super quick like immediate like time to kill like you, you just spawn and like someone just happens to have spawned beside you and turns you know to the right before you turn to the left and you just die um there's a lot of uh level destruction but not it's it's similar to battlefield in that like you can break walls and things explode and like you can see debris everywhere but it, it's not as like level changing as battlefield it's more just like there's mess on the ground kind of thing and it's like slightly faster to get from point a to point b uh if you're playing the multiplayer modes it's really good if, if you like call of duty it's it's it scratches that itch but um i guess it, it will depend if you like the 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 modern warfare kind of style or like the the world war ii kind of style uh uh, my favorite mode was called something what was my favorite mode called it it was like a control it wasn't like a a static control the point mode it was a a mode where the control point just moves around the map hard point you're all 
it's not, it's not hard, but what was it called? I'm going to, I'm sounds I'm memorable. Steve. Wow. Control. There we go. Oh, control. Um, yeah. Patrol. P-A-T-R-O-L. Um, they keep so renaming the, the same mode, basically. It's all the same. It's hard point, but the hard point moves. So the, 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 like the literally just moves around the map. So you either have to become, and it like the meta is going to change quite a bit. You either have to just like bum rush the point to take control of it and then, you know, try to stay in this like circle as it moves around the map. But of course, like everyone on the map can see where that point is. So they're just going straight to it. And if you're kind of like sitting, crouching, trying to keep control and also trying to cover all your angles, you're going to die really quickly. So that was the first movie we played. Everybody kind of just rushed it. It was just like everyone died. Everyone was like just falling over themselves to get to the point. And then you realize that maybe like half of your team goes to the point, half of the team flanks and tries to get positions to like take out the people that are sitting in the control point. It's fun, but I'm not sure. A, a lot of the modes we played with, there was like the, the, st the standard half mix of journalists and influencers. And it was kind of like, the journalists were trying to maybe play more um, objective-based and the influencers were just really, really good and just killing everyone, really not paying attention to like collecting the dog tags and kill confirmed. They were just killing people. You know what I mean? You get what I mean. That's so, how people play COD, so. Well, it'll be interesting to see how some of those modes play out if people are actually going to play the objective and, and try to control the point or if they're just going to go for like a kill streak because it's kill streaks again. So when you get a kill streak of 10, you get dogs and like, ooh, dogs. Like, who cares if I'm in control of the point? I have dogs now. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. We've not seen anything of this, really. We've not seen anything of Battlefield, but they're coming out relatively soon. So it's mm. it's a weird year. That is a strange thing. Normally we would have had so much media coverage that you'd know everything about it. So not that you can ever really go in totally fresh to COD because it's, it's been around for so long, but this one is a little more quieter. Um, and that destruction element like hasn't really been there in the past. So I'm keen to play it, but we'll put an opinion in that until I've played it and you've played it. And then we can kind of discuss it a bit more. Um, I feel yes. like the destruction stuff will come more into play with like campaign. It will. It's like more like controlled and and like linear and yeah. It, it will be slower than modern warfare on the and Cold War on the basis that it's World War Two. So uh, that's pretty much what we're getting. And I'm into that because Battlefield looks like it's so fast this year that two different games is is only a good thing. I think. Uh, now, in terms of new games, I want you both to sell me on Life is Strange: True Colors because I have liked well the other three games really. If you include, tell me why. Uh, Really good, and yet I haven't really seen much of this one, and I'm, I don't know if I really want to play it. I think I've had too much of it. Is that possible? Oh, Eleni, go. Convince him. Convince Ben. You can do it. I have faith in you. Well, thank you. I will begin my persuasion efforts. Um, but, yeah, I've played all of them. I love the series, and I would actually argue that this is probably the best best one they've put up I think it really sort of hones all of the other great you know character moments from the other games the gameplay is really good the graphics are fantastic I definitely think that's a big improvement they've made with this particular game um and I love I love the Life is Strange series so I was ready to smash this one out the minute it came out um I think I did pretty well with my playthrough I know Steve and I've been comparing and it definitely seems like like he cooked it a little bit with his oh. decision making in the game. Um, Big surprise. But I think the, 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 I know what a surprise. <laughs> Burned um, every single bridge, basically. Just That's like real life. <laughs> <laughs> also like real life. Anyway, continue. 
But um, yeah, on that note of burning bridges, um, the element that I really liked was, you know, the way that the game really hones in on the the character interactions. I think that's something that people have always liked from the series and the way that this game really plays on the idea of having empathy is a really beautiful thing, something we don't often see in games. And I think particularly, you know, in these trying times, it's a really nice thing to see. And I think if people do really you know, hone in on the the empathetic side of things. They'll have a successful playthrough. No no shade here, Steve, at all. Um, but it's a really great story. I definitely think, Ben, you've got to check it out. If you play the other ones, how could you not play this one? Mm. Well, that's exactly it. I do want to play it. I was just a little bit fatigued by having so many of them uh, in touch. Well, I suppose uh, Life of Strange 1 was out in like 2015, right? So it has been a while. It just feels recent to me. Maybe because I played it like three times for the achievements. You can see how far it's like. It, obviously, it's it's Don't Nod and Deck Nine. Deck Nine did um, uh, Before the Storm, which was like the the tie-in, mm. and this is so like it's equal parts now. Don't Nod and uh, Deck Nine. You can kind of see how far the storytelling has come from Life is Strange to Before or from to True Colors. Uh, I really like Life is Strange, but like the end got like a little bit weird for me. Um, and it was like, sometimes you weren't sure what to do. Like it's, this is a, a, a far shorter experience. It's, it's kind of condensed, but you can also pad it out as much as you want and explore the town of, of Haven and, and, and make interactions with townsfolk, which I clearly did not do and Eleni did. Um, but I guess the easiest, the easiest way I think to describe the, the kind of progression is life is strange. You had the powers and life is strange too. You had a relative with powers and and this it's not three but i'm gonna i'm gonna call it three true colors is you have powers but they're not as uh integral to the story as before so okay. you have to kind of just make it's, it's it's about your choices and not like the the magic tricks you can do i think but there are some you know you have empathetic emotion-based powers which play a part but like it's it seems like that takes a little bit of a backseat, which is good because it's more about the character of Alex and the characters of this town and everything surrounding it, which is really good. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I, I agree with you. I did find Life is Strange 1, as much as I loved it, uh, the more it got into that, it's about your freaky rewind power and it's all about that and what's going on with the island and what, you know, it, it got a bit too much that way. It was kind of better when it was just that Chloe Max story. Yeah. Uh, and they probably went a bit too far to kind of twist in the end because they they felt like they needed it because of how they sold it as that episodic game. They needed to pitch you. They needed to leave on a cliffhanger and and make you buy the next episode, basically. That was what they were going for. Yeah. Um, so what about in terms of structure? Is it still that episodic style or have they have they just gone one straight game? Well, I think um because... Like you said, the sort of the the previous titles, like the first one, it was that thing if you'd be waiting for the next episode, the cliffhanger. Whereas I think with this game, because it was all just released in one go, it really made it a more fluid, coherent story. I think it wasn't that idea of every episode ending on a cliffhanger and you having to wait to find out. I think it was a more um, fulfilling story. It definitely obviously still has that episodic feel and there's, you know, a clear narrative you know, like a first act, second act, third act, et cetera. Um, but I definitely think 
it's a more human story. And I think like you were saying um, before how in the first one, it sort of became a bit too supernatural and it really ruined the beauty of the game, which was those character interactions. So I think that this game does a better job, like Steve said, of sort of putting the the superhero superpower elements more in the periphery and then doubling down on those interactions, which are fantastic. I mean, I don't know if Steve partook in any of the conversations. It doesn't sound like he did, but not as well. I don't know if he did. (laughs) I don't know if he did, but um, yeah, I think that the structure is a lot more um, consistent in, in this title. And it definitely feels like one big package that they had a plan for, which is always nice in a game. It's, it's that way of like telling, you can tell a story in episodes, but release them all at the same time. I get, like, I don't know if it's like a, a Netflix series all going out at once or not, but like uh, Alan Wake is a good example in my brain where like it was very set in its narrative in chapter, 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 chapter. And there's like a, here's what you, here's what was last time. And here's what, you know, like now you can go into what's next. You could skip that if you wanted to. It's, it's like that. And I, I kind of kept the chapters as, this, I'm going to play one chapter a day and just kind of get through it. And there's a very clear endpoint, And it's always kind of like hanging on a cliffhanger. So you're like keen to get into the next bit the next time rather than just like, you know, hitting pause or the Xbox guide button and, you know, suspending it and quick resuming it the next time you want to play. Like it was, it's, it's really defined kind of start and end points. Like tell me why, which it doesn't necessarily need, but it benefits from in that way. And it's not really like, detrimental in in any way that I can think of so it's it's like I I would have hated if this was out like every couple of weeks like I just want to play Mm. it and that was that was also part of the problem with the original Life is Strange like you kind of forgot what was happening by the time you were playing chapter three or whatever yeah because they came out months later and even they seem to forget sometimes it kind of was like did that make sense with what happened like three chapters ago no uh but I do agree with you when you're like when you're a time poor old man basically you'd know about this uh I, I like that sense of like, you've started something, you hit an endpoint, and you feel like, okay, I spent two hours on this on a Saturday, which I found somewhere and I've achieved something and I can end it there as opposed to like a, a mass effect or something, which is potentially a hundred hours. And you're like, I've, I've do- achieved nothing. I've just run around a bit basically. So I do like that. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's, it's definitely worth a play and it's, it's not very long. It's, I don't know, like maybe, maybe eight hours, maybe 10 I don't know, probably not like maybe, maybe one or two hours per chapter, but like, it, that's a nice, that's a good length for me. Like it, it, the story yeah. is amazing. It has dips and turns and twists. I feel like I, you know, like the money I spent on it was well invested, loved it. Great story. And like, I wasn't happy with my ending, especially talking to Eleni and I could go and, you know, like play it again to, or play bits again to get back to a better point is like, there's a lot of divergent places anyway. Yeah. These are all very exciting games, but the big one that's kind of come out of nowhere that I completely ignored because I thought it was going to be, yeah, it'll come to Game Pass in a year and I'll just play it then and it'll probably be a, a solid 7 out of 10, but it's getting 10s everywhere, is Deathloop. So the first, uh, let's see if I get this right, the first major Xbox exclusive from a, a studio they bought, which is actually exclusive to PlayStation. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say minecraft but then you said playstation yeah so no that wasn't even exclusive never mind i'm, I'm talking out my rectum uh yes death loop by arcane leon uh it's like uh it, it's what is it it is well you see i've played 15 minutes 
And uh, so I'm pretty well versed in this game. Oh, thank you for saving me. <laughs> it feels exactly like Dishonored to me so far. And I love Dishonored. I haven't got to any of the death or the loop. Uh, well, a little bit of death. I killed like three guys. I only just got a gun. Hades or meets yeah. Groundhog Day is I think what my brain was trying to get out, but I couldn't spit it out. Um, so you play as Colt. He wakes up one morning, the same morning that he's woken up to for like however many days. He's not sure. He can't quite remember, but he instantly gets talked to in his little earpiece by Juliana, who is in the same uh, spot. She is one of the visionaries of Black Reef Island. She remembers everything. So she has this kind of advantage to Colt. And then Colt finds out there are seven more of these visionaries scattered amongst the island. And if Colt wants to eventually break out of this loop, the death loop, he has to kill all eight of the people, including Juliana, to, to, to liberate the island, to liberate himself and to, and to be free. Um, so there's four different maps. There's four times of day, morning, afternoon. Nope, morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. Um, so there's, you know, however, 16 permutations. I can't do math in my head. So there's, you know, those four maps, those four different times a day, and you have to go to one and kind of like get a clue and figure out that one of the visionaries is here right now, but may, you know, go to a different place. And the goal is to get all eight people killed across, you know, four playthroughs over the course of the one day. And it seems maybe simple, like, oh, I'll just go here and here and here and here. No, it's, it's far more complex than that. You have to jump back and forth. You have to keep looping in your day and figure out this and that and everything and figure it out which is very compelling um if you're a fan of dishonored you will absolutely love this game um i will never get rid of the blink power which it's not called blink in this game but it's essentially blink it's like the little teleport to the other place thing um i'm concerned that a lot of people who will play this won't finish it because it is a little bit like too much maybe if you have to you know piece all the clues together and hmm. uh arcane has tried to like prevent you from like saying oh hey ben the, the door code for this you know door the safe is zero four five two like they're all randomized on your specific playthrough so like you have to put in the legwork but then that maybe doesn't matter because it's kind of just about going and like mucking around in the sandbox as well and like finding a little cool weapon or like, you know, like figuring out that there's a man in a cannon somewhere. And if you press the button, you can fire him off into like the clouds, which I've done. It's really cool. Uh, I'm not telling you where or when. Uh, it's like, it's really neat in that, but like, I don't know, like it's, there's, there's a lot going on and it's almost that sense of, I had to put it down because I've had this probably for like a month. I had to put it down to do uh, Call of Duty and to do whatever else. And like I jumped back in after four or five days and I'm like, I, f I have no idea what's mm. happening anymore. And it's like when you go back to a game, you know, like three or four months later when there's new DLC and you're like, I, f I forget how to, to jump or shoot or lock on on this thing or how to like, I, you have to relearn the game basically. So it's if you want to do it, you kind of have to like settle in, I think is, is the way to go about it. Did I do a horrible job of explaining everything? Probably. I think I got it. I, I think it's compelling and it's getting such high scores and so much acclaim because it's different enough from Dishonored, but it's still very similar and on that path, but there's just nothing really like that in the same way that what was that game called? Superhot got like such kind of rave reviews but it wasn't that good it was it was good but it was just different more than anything and it was there are so many samey samey games especially shooters that to come up with a different idea uh to me this looks very dishonored meets hitman from that 
it's assassination element, yeah. um, which is why I got it in the end. I thought that looks pretty cool. I was so, I think knowing that it's coming to Game Pass in a year, it seems like such a long time, but also kind of think I probably won't even get around to it for a year. Like I'll play 10 minutes now and I'll forget about it for ages. So that was on my radar, but uh, probably a good example of review scores actually selling the game because if it hadn't, I've got that like constant nines and tens everywhere. Normally I don't care. Or 8.5s. Yeah, that didn't sell me on it. Uh, <laughs> normally I don't care. Having reviewed many a game myself, I know that it's all largely nonsense and whatever you think and personal opinion and it doesn't actually mean that much necessarily. But to get such high acclaim, it must be doing something right, even if it's not. 10 doesn't mean masterpiece. And we've covered that many a time, but it does mean something that is very engrossing, very compelling. Uh, and that is why ultimately I decided to get it. So uh, I'm hoping it grabs me, but I do I do hear what you're saying about needing to kind of play it all in one go because I can already see from 15 minutes that if, if I don't stick with it, I'll just completely lose it. So that's a small concern. It's it's I'm I'm kind of keen to jump more in when like people who have more time than I do figure out like the little weird secrets that I've stumbled upon and can't figure out myself. Mm. And like, like Joe messaged me because I, you know, like I'm not trying to ruin anything. You go to a place and you find a guy and you kind of get like trapped in a room and you die. And I'm like, oh, so I figured out how to like beat that. But then like I didn't die, but then nothing happened. And like Job's found a thing to progress that a bit. So like there's all these cool little things. I'm like, oh, I, just, I don't have time. I'd rather just, you know, like eventually read a guide or something and just be like, okay, A, B, C, D, E. Like I got to D, but I didn't figure out how to get to the next letters. Like, eh, I don't know. It's very good. Like it's, it is compelling. I'm not like a huge Dishonored fan, to be honest. Like I really like, I appreciate Dishonored. I like Prey more than Dishonored. Um, and it, it has mm, you know, elements of Prey obviously as well, but like, it's, it's really good. It's maybe not like exactly my jam. And I, I absolutely will download it when it comes to Game Pass, when it will in a year and, you know, like go for a thousand gamer score. And by then, like people have cracked all the codes and I'll just, you know, like completely cheat, but I'll be happy with doing that too. It's great. It's This is a great example of like, this is great for PlayStation people right now. If you want to play it on PC, it's great for PC people right now. If you're like sort of, you know, like maybe you're going to buy it, fine. If you have a PC or a, or a PS5, buy it play it and then if you can wait for a year it's on game pass like everybody wins there's no no one loses in this example here perfect hmm. well you win as a consumer because this is going to be one of the last uh ps5 exclusives which is only 80 bucks not 125 because it is xbox pricing so it hasn't got the sony tax on it which is rare and it's also there's no ps5 exclusive this holiday so they're pretty lucky that they accidentally still had this contract of this game, which got delayed into the holiday season, but nearly because uh, it was meant to come out like a few months ago, right? Yeah. I'm so, far more excited for the other PlayStation exclusive coming from Bethesda uh, hmm. from uh, Tango Softworks, which is called Ghostwire Tokyo. I was stalling while I tried to remember what the game was named. Um, the Evil Within people are making a cool like Tokyo ghost story thing, and that's right up my alley. Can't wait yeah. for that. Well, that's our mate Shinji, of course, uh, having met him that one time. So <laughs> we're go. best friends with him. Best friends, Ben. That's right. That's it from what we've been playing, basically, except for the Artful Escape, which we can briefly touch on. You talked about it a lot two episodes ago. Last episode, you had an interview with the creative director. Yeah. Uh, so we've touched on it a lot on this show, but now I've played it. I'm not sure if you played it, Eleni. 
It's on Game Pass, so it's very accessible. It's weird. So the two games I've been playing recently, Psychonauts 2 and The Artful Escape. So like just a double dose of weird, uh, both on Game Pass. Oh, but you're not locked down. You don't appreciate weird games right now, Ben. No, I do. That's why I finished one of them. The I haven't finished this game yet. It's only like three hours by what I gather, but I'm like two thirds of the way of the dots along. So I think I'm getting there. Um, Yeah. I don't know how you describe this game. It's kind of like a walking simulator. If it was a side scroller and it had some guitar hero in it with like a weird, funky story. But like a nice guitar hero where you don't really, you don't really, you just like, no, very light guitar hero. Good. But enough that if I were to hand the controller to someone who didn't really play games, they could do the walking part, but probably not the guitar hero bit because it's it's like a subtle. You need to follow this creature's face. Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. have to look. I so, so like these the the two trigger or shoulder buttons, and then Y and A and B or X X and B. Sorry, are the notes and like even because it's just like a weird configuration of you never would hit those buttons at the same time it does take your brain a bit yeah. to get to it anyway continue. Yeah. this is probably the first game in about 15 years i've had to look at the controller just because i thought and there's no buttons or anything on screen it's just positional and i've still had to think what what would that dot on the screen correlate to on the controller because it just why would you ever press like r and uh, right bumper like and X and X and something like that's dumb. You got to like do the claw, uh, but yeah. it doesn't matter if you don't get it the first time. You can just do yeah. it again. There's like the fail states are zero. It's it's like it's so uplifting. It's it's about the journey, Ben. It's not about yeah. The, the it's very much like journey you did to get there. Well, you are doing amazing things. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it's a, it's a, it's more about like the hmm. the journey. Very relaxing, worth checking out on Game Pass. I would say the first 15, 20 minutes uh, don't really sell what it is because you don't actually play anything for like maybe an hour. And I was initially like, what is this game? But if you get through that, and that is classic Game Pass mentality, if it doesn't grab me in the first 12 minutes, like 12 minutes didn't do, uh, <laughs> I'm normally out, but I stuck with it and it's pretty good. So I, I, I do encourage everyone to go back and listen to Johnny Galvatron, who is the most amazing person in the world. But like the very first time I saw the opening of the Artful Escape, it was Johnny walking us through it. He was just like playing the game and like talking about it. So the whole time that you're talking about, like, oh, this is kind of slow. He's like, oh, there's a squirrel. And like, it was just like, oh, this is great. And it's like that his, his charismatic, optimistic nature is like very... He, he didn't want to admit it, but like he, he, he is equal parts, a character called Lightman and a character called uh, Francis, who is the lead character. Mm. And it's just like, it's, it's joyful. It's just so good. Just like, let yourself just let it wash over you and just, you know, like spend four or five hours, just like having a good time. And it's, it's the best. I can't say enough good things about the Artful Escape. Sounds great. Now time for our usual segment this week in delays, because this week we have had, Many, Everything. many, many delays. Uh, was it only last episode or the one before we said there's no delays? Like maybe they've stopped. They couldn't possibly delay anymore. There's already been like 40 delays this year. And now we've had like 20. Feels you like. know what happened? I started assigning review uh, games to people for October mm. and November. And then like everything got pushed back. And it's like, well, all of those plan- like best laid plans are gone. Mm. The biggest uh, one is it's probably thankfully the the shortest delay it's battlefield 2042 which is now a november game as opposed to an october game small delay 
but I actually heard a rumor that was going to be delayed until early next year, which didn't happen. Uh, when I heard that, I thought there was something else that got delayed. Dying Light 2 got delayed into next year. And I thought, oh, whoever started that rumor mixed them up. And then the next day, Battlefield did get delayed. So could be something in that, potentially not. The Battlefield comments were like oh we thought we'd be back in the office we were going to hit it so now we're going to delay it a month it's like so when they went into the office were you just going to like make them crunch for a little while to like hit that date like it's just that weird like i can't help but try like try to read between the lines and i hope i'm reading between the lines too much but like i feel like i'm not wrong does that make sense yeah i wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if it did get delayed again and now it's delayed like it had that nice jump on cod which had was missing in action for so long. And now that it's delayed, like just after, I think not ideal. Uh, and people probably pick one or the other now. They won't go for both. So yeah, probably disappointing um, for EA for that. What else do we got? Eleni, are you a Sherlock Holmes fan? They're actually pretty good. The frog work, frog wears games. No, I, I can't say I'm um, ah. one, one delay that I think is just honestly, like the most heartbreaking thing ever is of course, GTA 5. I mean, aren't we all just waiting for that game to get re-released? Yep. I don't know about you guys. Like, I don't know Good call. if I've picked it up the last 15 times. Um, I am enjoying, like, you know, in light of if that news, people really showing their fatigue. I think, like, GTA 5 and Skyrim, I'm constantly, like, every month I'm just waiting for another, you know, another edition to be released. So I had a bit of a chuckle at that one. But in terms mm. of, like, actually being upset, I'm, I'm spewing it. Dying Light 2. I loved the first game. I'm a big zombie fan. Um, so I definitely said that I won't be able to pick it up. You know, I was looking forward to smashing it out after I finished uni, but alas, I'll wait a couple months. But you know, hopefully that means it'll be a more polished game. <laughs> so I, I know that you like Alex Chen from True Colors, and, and clearly now you want to pick up a guitar and learn how to be a, a guitar playing folk music queen. Do you know how to play guitar to start? This oh, question. This is an outrageous segue. I know. <laughs> Let me have um, this. I mean, I, I I do actually know how to play a little bit. Why well, could do you I benefit from playing guitar better from some sort of instructional tool? I definitely think I could. What what well, can you? You'll have recommend? to wait, Eleni. In the longest strung bow ever, uh, Rocksmith Plus which was supposed to come out on like everything from Ubisoft. It was like a subscription-based thing that we don't know much about yet, to be honest, is now coming mm-hmm. out in 2022. So you're going to have to wait until next year. You're going to have graduated. You've, you have played Dying Light by this point. You probably have played Grand Theft Auto by this point, And then you can learn how to play guitar better. So there's that. It's uh, weird that things are getting delayed before we even know anything about them. Rocksmith is actually great, by the way. You will... If you played the 2014 one, which they stupidly named Rocksmith 2014, uh, it, you can learn how to play guitar from that. So I Do think you it's need a peripheral or like a guitar. So, Never. well, yeah, you need a guitar. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to learn how to play guitar. But you, for that one, you needed a cable that plugged into your guitar and then you plugged it in via USB to the console. I think this one uses your phone or something just to pick up whatever you're doing. So you can use acoustic guitar, bass, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's easier potentially. But yeah. It's good. Um, what did we go over? Yeah, Dying Light 2 is the one I want to go back to because so I saw that at E3 2019. It was, I'm getting serious cyberpunk vibes here because the way it was shown. So 
2019, the last E3, what we talked about how dud it was basically, um, but they did still have like the media only rooms upstairs, a really cool hands-off previews that you you don't get in the downstairs real E3. You just get the, you know, what, what the Cyberpunk presentations were. You'd have someone play through for 40 minutes and they kind of show you how cool this game is, how amazing it is. They followed exactly the same script and now it's following the same like two years later delay. It's not quite ready. Uh, I'm I'm not saying it's going to be the same, but I hope that it's more polished and ready to go because, um, yeah, it's just, it got so hyped up when it was shown off. It looked so good. We saw someone playing it like it wasn't a video, but it was very, uh, very scripted demo. You know, those ones where they're, oh, you can do all these different things, but we're definitely going to go this way. And you just know it's because the other way is not done and it will crash. So, Yeah badly scripted in the way that they were playing or like also and also badly scripted in like the ubisoft way of like oh hey ben i'm about to jump on this box and it's going to be so much fun don't you agree <laughs> not badly scripted that way it was Good. it was the game itself was real scripted they were just very like look at all these things we could do but we're definitely doing this but you gave it a best of e3 2019 i thought mm. i previewed it i think i'm thinking of i always get this and another game mixed up and i can't even remember what game i'm thinking of to be honest uh did you see it at gamescom maybe which year you got you got games no there was like maybe i i thought i saw it in e3 maybe it would have been 2018 then i can't remember mm. it doesn't matter what's the other Could zombie be. game that's like a sequel dying light anyway it'll come to me maybe and i'll talk about it later continue on sorry for no that's that's completely it derailing light. the conversation i hope it's good i'm i'm not saying it's going to be cyberpunk not ready to go uh but i do think based on what happened with that it needs to launch well. It can't launch in a in a Bethesda style. It's dodgy now, but it will come good eventually. It needs to be. But actually, Bethesda did a good, good job here with Deathloop. That was a bad example. I'm just thinking of Fallout 76. Um, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not convinced this game is going to come out. It's been like so many years in the making, and it's like, oh yeah, like randomly, it's now it's ready. It's it's real, guys, hmm. and like. Like I don't control the ads that are on Survivor, but like they've there's been a lot of dying light two ads when I'm like looking at a post or something. I'm like, oh okay, they're really pushing this hard. Like it's it's come out of nowhere, and like we haven't seen anything of it. We've seen a couple like really stylized trailers, and now it's getting delayed. Like I'm not convinced it's going to come out in February. If I'm being honest, no, I think it will get delayed again. And that Q1 next year is absolutely jam-packed now it's ridiculous for the last 18 months we've had basically no games well very few most of what we've gotten are uh, uh, remasters ports remakes uh, and the odd game that was delayed previously so it was finally ready like there hasn't been a lot which was intended to launch in the last 18 months that has done and now everything's coming out between like january to april 2022 apparently so including gta 5 which is going to kill them all <laughs> How can a game which came out eight years ago be delayed? It doesn't matter. Let's move along. Um, I remember the game that I was thinking of just randomly, and I but I don't remember the number. It was a Dead Island game because that is also like a game mm. with zombies that has been announced ages ago. Yeah, it was Dead Island Two. That's why Dead Island Two and Dying Light Two, same kind of idea. Sorry, back on track. Well, I didn't even. I was really proud that, that I remember the game I was talking about. Yeah, uh, well, that's well, the only other one is the Top Gun DLC for Flight Simulator. That's not a surprise. That actually makes sense because the movie's been delayed because no movies are being released either, as it turns out. So, perfect sense. Just randomly and stupidly. And it makes kind of sense for Australia. Dune, that giant um, movie that's coming out, uh, will hit Europe in September. It'll hit 
most other countries in October, including like Canada and the US and the UK. And then Australia can wait till December mm. to have not pirated it and watched it at home by that point. I'm not and even bigger movies doing that same. as well. Yeah. So No Time to Die has been delayed like two years. It's coming out in the UK and Europe in September, in the US in October, and Australia in mid-November because of our lockdown here. So everyone will just pirate it, which is why they haven't released it yet because they're worried about everyone pirating it. Idiots. True. Anyway, um, do, do we want to talk about some of the, the games coming out in Q1? Or are we talking about games that were recently in, like announced to come out most likely in Q1 anyway? Let's do that. All right. Well, the ones that we know recently well this is kind of like a fast fire round if you want to talk about something please interrupt me and i'm going to interrupt myself basically if you don't this first one because remedy finally confirmed that we get alan wake remastered on the 5th of october and like it's the best thing in the world and i cannot wait how many other people in this room uh love this game and want to keep writing for the website if they uh, don't answer correctly. Well, Eleni is shaking her head, so I think she'd never even heard well, of this it's game. Well, it it's came been out a nice long time ago. Nice to have ago. you as an intern, Eleni. See you later. Have you heard of this game? Oh, so good. Do you like Control? I've heard of it. How young do you guys think I am? Jeez. Um, I've just never played them, that's all. But, I mean, if it means I get to keep writing for Survivor, then yes, it's my favorite game. I'm eagerly anticipating its release. Don't ever feel like you need to like something that I like. But if you like Control or if you haven't had a chance to play it because it's too old, this is exactly the perfect chance to do it. It's like 30 bucks US. I don't know if we have Australian pricing yet um it is it's remedy so it's that weird quirky just like stupid insane thinking with like some really tight gameplay um and alan wake is like eleni sorry i I started talking now and ben's just like rolling his eyes but ben's heard this before um alan wake got me into twin peaks which got me into like david lynch which got me into like just the weirdest shit ever it's like it's a it's a crazy if you've ever looked at a post by Sam Lake, the creative director of Remedy, and just thought, like, he is insane. I love him. Also the face of Max Payne. Um, this will just kind of, like, it's an earworm into your brain to just, like, get you doing, like, going into crazy places. It's it's super great. It's about a writer who can manifest the things he writes about and creativity and, like, the darkness that plagues writers. And it, oh, it's, it's, it's very, very good. Ben... I'll shut up and you can say whatever you think about Alan Wake. Yeah, it's very good. I'm I am excited to replay it. I would love it to be in Game Pass, but it won't be. No. Uh, I think it's relatively cheap though, which is a smart move. They haven't gone like a here's the same game as GTA 5 for lack of better example. That's almost definitely going to be full price yet again. I think that's the right move. I, watching it, it did look, you know, when they they release a remaster and it looks exactly how you remember it. So I kind of feel like when I watch that trailer, that's what the game looked like. Now it definitely didn't. It's just in my mind, that is how it always looked. Well, it's it's out on PC, so it's like it's got a bit of a glow up from that. It's also mm. like a, a back compat game from 360 that's on Series X that benefits from like auto HDR and stuff. So like it looks better than it used to. Um, but I get probably the, the yes, that is valid. Like if you played it on Xbox 360 and you're like, well, why am I gonna buy this again? It's just the same game with the same achievements. Well, like to me, that's already the answer. But I think the big, the bigger story out of this is that this is the first time that Alan Wake is going to go to PlayStation and hopefully people who don't have an Xbox who are on PlayStation, who've played control are going to pick this up and just fall in love with it. Like I have, 
and and demand a sequel from Remedy. And this is kind of Remedy's push, if not kind of the lead up. And ho- hopefully it's already in the progress, in progress with Epic Games for like a sequel to Alan Wake that's coming out in a yeah. year or two. And like, that's, that's it. That, that's my entire hopes and dreams are right there. I think you're pretty likely there. They're, they're testing the water here with a relatively easy, low risk release. And if it sells really well, sequel happens. If it doesn't, sequel doesn't happen. I think it's probably as simple as that. I would hope that the sequel's already happening and it's just a way to... It's the whole Remedy Connected Maybe. universe. You need, mm. you need it. It's a part of it now. Hopefully. We'll see. Mm. Now, Moving I think we, we roll into the Sony showcase because we haven't talked about that yet, even though it was a little while ago. And... Yes. One of the main things we got there was a release date for Gran Turismo 7, which is the 4th of March. Definitely will not happen because Gran Turismo does not release on its release date ever. But not right allowed. now it's quarter one, 2022. With all the other games. <laughs> uh, probably the biggest thing is, so as of yesterday, you cannot buy Forza Motorsport 7 on Xbox because it got delisted. And that means you can't buy any Forza Motorsport, which means for the first time in a whole generation, because there was no real Gran Turismo last gen. Gran Turismo 6 was on PS3. Um, the motorsport, I mean, I'm not really that into it, but it's, it's a big genre and Xbox doesn't have one PlayStation will have one. So if Grand Turismo was ever going to win back those people, it, this is its one chance. And I guarantee you, it will be delayed, uh, at least a year. Are you more, uh, are you a racing person at all? Eleni? are you a, a Forza motorsport or a Forza horizon as an example? Or a Gran Turismo? I mean, I was a Need for Speed Underground girl back on like the PlayStation 2. (laughs) That's about the extent of my motorsport game loving. But I mean, people love them. Yeah, like it's a really big genre, but it's just something that I've never really had the time to get into. It's going to be like, if you have Game Pass, you can get Horizon 3, but I don't actually think you can anymore. No, that's delisted. That was the Australian one. Oh, no. You can get Horizon 4, it's the UK, it's not as good, obviously, because you can't see the 12 Apostles, but still equally a fun combo of racing, but not technical racing. Yeah, it's more of your need for speed in an open world, basically. But there's like a big niche, like you were saying, for like a, like a, a mm. technical racer, and Gran Turismo was going to be that. But it still will it be that. Like, we're assuming like it's going to get delayed already. It might not get delayed. It's coming in March, as far as we know. Well, Perfect. GT owned the genre on the PS2. Uh, it did pretty well, but it got competition on the PS3, and then they just stopped releasing them on the PS4 because that dodgy one they released there didn't really count. So, very strange. Uh, what else did we get from this showcase? Uh, we had, well, let's do the, the small ones first. We had a release date for Teeny Tina, nope, Teeny Tina, Tiny Tina's Tiny Wonderland. Tina's. Why? That's too hard for me to say. Uh, which is the 25th of March. It's like a Borderlands spinoff with Ashley Birch and uh, the dude from Brooklyn 911, whose name is Andy Sandberg and other people. Like it's a Borderlands mm. thing. So I'm like, I don't care, but maybe you guys like it better or not. I don't know. Looks tell rubbish me, to you me. Tell me. <laughs> not funny. Um, and then, like, the big, big news, I guess, well, let's do the non-first-party news first. The 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 big, well, we'll do some first-party news in that, like, this is a non-story to me, really. Um, Uncharted is heading to PC, I think, for the first time. Am I wrong? Yes. With um, Uncharted 4, A Thieves' End, and Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which I did one of those reviews, you did the other, Ben. Like, they're good games. Yeah. 
Would they you were, have they were very good. Or would you have gone like back to like Uncharted One if you're gonna? I thought put they Uncharted did. Didn't they? Aren't they putting all of them on there, or did I misread that? Oh, maybe I, maybe I got it wrong. I thought it was. I don't actually know. I only no, I think I think, I think it's just for Lost Legacy. Maybe because the of newer the ones and how they've been developed yeah. or something. Well, they're also coming to PS5, so. Oh yeah, uh, that too. <laughs> another double dip. I'll probably play them again for the trophies. Uh, Uncharted Four is one of those games that I look back on. I think I gave it a nine point five, and I wish I'd given it a ten now. In now that I'm more mellowed out, and I think it probably did deserve it. Uh, Lost Legacy is—I mean, it was a spin-off, so it's not as good. It's a lot shorter, but it's still good and worth playing. Uh, but yeah, that's—it's a big deal from the fact that Sony is—they put that's is their biggest franchise still, and they're putting yeah. it on PC. So this pretty much tells you that everything Sony is now going to go PC as well. Very good. And I, I, this is technically a Sony, well, it's it's Sony, uh, at least PS5 launch console exclusive, uh, Star Wars, The Knights of the Old Republic, which was a Bioware game, which was on, is only on PC. Was it on console? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Steve, this was a big Xbox. This is the reason to own an original Xbox. Like it was an Xbox exclusive. So I'm remember a Star how- Trek guy. I don't care. I don't care about this. Oh, I didn't actually have an Xbox. I care about this from the point of view. I was remember when Tomb Raider went one year exclusive on Xbox and everyone lost their freaking mind because it was a PlayStation franchise that was now exclusive to Xbox. The same thing is happening here. People should be furious if you're going to be uh, somewhat impartial about this and wanting a, a franchise to stay where its origins were. Because it was a it was like a huge deal of like a game which couldn't run on PS2. It needed the power of Xbox. Um, and yeah, it was I never actually played it until recently. Like the, there's a back compat version if you'd like to play it that runs in 4K on Series X, and it's it's very three generations ago, but it does look good upscaled. I'm, well, I might because the only thing with this one is it's it's not by Bioware. The the same team who did Mass Effect did Knights of the Old Republic. They're out. This is Aspire Aspire Media mm. who did um, God. What have they done recently? They've a done lot of ports. A lot of ports. They've done heaps of ports of old something Star else. Wars games. Like they've that's done, what they seem to do. And something else, which was still kind of like a port. So they've done nothing of their own volition. And they're like, oh, we've got some people from Bioware. We're going to do it. Like, I don't know. Like if if it would if it was Bioware doing a, a, a remake or a remaster almost to the same, you know, to the same in the same vein as Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yep. Cool. Great. If it's like yeah. a different company, like kind of remaking the game, like, oh okay hopefully it's good and if not i can wait a year and play it on xbox i guess who knows mm, well yeah it's it's a full remake so they're going uh final fantasy 7 style and it's it's not that much older than final fantasy 7 like it came out in 2001 or something like that so uh yeah it, it probably does need the full remake i think you're right that coming from a different developer who's not known for making games. They're known for, as you say, ports and remastering stuff. So full remake is a different task, but they should be up for it. Like, it seems like they can do it. What have they, you found? The last thing they did was Stubbs the Zombie, but it wasn't a remake. It was just like a remaster. So, yeah. What was the second last thing? Uh, oh, you don't have that. Just, so you had no, a list like of just, all just games. Ports. They did Civ 6 Mobile. They did a lot of ports. It's... So I don't a big have a lot up. of faith. Like, and and maybe it's 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 misunderstood. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Maybe they're gonna smash this, and I hope they do because there's a lot of Star Wars, Kotor fans who are gonna be like super keen for this. I just I hope they can they can deliver the the goods. Basically, at this point, I'm not convinced. Mm, okay. Uh, it was a turn-based game. I know that much. Do you think it's gonna go like the Final Fantasy VII remake route of like action? 
real-time action instead of turn-based stuff it would almost would have to probably but i'm not sure like to be honest as much as i'm aware of it uh, i haven't played a lot of it so not sure uh what do we want to cover next actually before we get into anything else no it's no never mind i don't care i'm reading the screen and i'm clearly not getting my notes right don't worry about it uh eleni how much of a marvel fan are you Oh, I am such a big Marvel fan, Steve. And this is just such a time to be alive, particularly as like a Spider-Man fan. I think it's just like, you know, there's something going on right now and it's a very exciting time. So you're very keen on uh, Insomniacs. Well, one of two Insomniacs uh, latest announcements, I would imagine Spider-Man 2 coming in 2023. I think we've lost Eleni. I'm stalling for time. Oh, she's back. Classic Zoom. I'm back. I'm back. Um, I was just getting really hyped to talk about to talk about Spider Man. She was shrieking at such a high pitch. I'm back. Hear her noise. It was Hmm. just like it was lost out of audio, and now she's back, and she can talk all about Spider Man too. Hopefully. (laughs) Correct. Um. I yes, I'm very very excited um, for Spider-Man Two. I think the the games have been really awesome. Um, you know what we're seeing. I think you know Spider-Man games have a bit of a iffy history. I've always loved them, but I think you know reflecting um, some of them haven't been perfect. But I think Insomniac uh, putting them in a great direction. Uh, this one looks awesome. Obviously, Venom is a really exciting addition. All I want is like playable Venom. I think is like you know, would be the next step. Like the idea of playing as Peter Parker, Miles Morales and Venom would be awesome. Um, So that's a very exciting, hopeful thing for me. But I was actually more excited about the announcement of a Wolverine game. Um, I think it's a really interesting, interesting prospect, Um, particularly when they were sort of talking about it, having a more mature theme. I got really excited because I was getting you know, from that brief snippet we got, I was really getting sort of old man Logan vibes, which would be a really cool, you know, um, direction for the game to go in. I was automatically sort of getting this idea of a bit of a like God of War-esque game. I think like the hack and slash of what a Wolverine game could be would be very sort of similar to the way Kratos sort of just mows through enemies in God of War. Uh, So even though I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, I think it was Wolverine that, that got me most excited, to be honest. There are so many things to talk about and I'm going to, I'm going to throw, sorry, I just took over Ben. Like it's weird. Steve's talking. Who knew? Um, I'm going to throw to you with a question. Um, Moving to Wolverine. We'll get back to Spider-Man. I, I, I'm not worried about Insomniac doing a Wolverine game, but like Eleni's saying, it seems like more kind of suited to like a Santa Monica, like, lumbering guy who can take a lot of damage just regenerate kind of thing and insomniacs really for ratchet and for spider-man known for like and uh sunset overdrive like for flying around a world and like just doing crazy things like how do you imagine their wolverine game is is it is it going to be unlike an insomniac game that we've seen or are they going to do something that is more related to what we've grown accustomed to I think it will be different. I think they're going for the Naughty Dog breakaway from what they're known for. So they obviously went crash, very uh, platformy, colorful, family-friendly orientated to Uncharted, which was a, a great series, still is, but it was that kind of Indiana Jones-inspired 
Um, still family friendly, colourful, a lot of murdering, but kind of like fun murdering uh, in the fact that you just you mow down the goons. It's you know who cares about them uh, to like very dark Last of Us. Like so they they went on a real progression, and I think Insomniac you could make a case now to say that they've taken over from Naughty Dog as Sony's flagship developer. Like they've just knocked it out of the park with Ratchet and Clank and. Uh, well, now two or one and a half Spider-Man games. I suppose Spider-Man 2 is a real second game. Um, and now they're following it up with a, a great sequel to that and uh, another licensed game, which normally you would say a developer like that going for two licensed games, which are traditionally not great, is risky. But the fact they've done so well with Spider-Man, I think you have to assume they know what they're doing. They, Of all things, why would you pick Wolverine if you didn't think you had a great idea on how you could use what you do well and turn that into a great game. So I think I think they would have had a great concept for Sony to say, yeah, let's do it. Let's get that license. I don't know what they have to pay to, to have it, um, but I imagine it's more, it would have been easier for them to say, just focus on Spider-Man for now. Because like how many developers do they have to run these games side by side? They're both like big AAA games. Well, that's the, what, that's the one thing. If Spider-Man 20, if Spider-Man 2 is coming in 2023, I can't imagine Wolverine's coming I don't think it's coming in the same year. I think it's maybe like in no. 2024. That was like, that was like, right. a, it was like a still. They, they're, they barely started that, which is fine. Like I'd rather take all the time you need, make a good game. Um, but like you're saying, I don't think they have enough people that we know of to, to no. split and do, to, to be working on two games like at full tilt. So, and I'd rather they finish Spider-Man 2 and then transition to Wolverine. I, I hope they have a good idea with it. And yeah. on the Wolverine thing, that's not in Marvel's like that's not a focus of Marvel right now. Like it's not it, it is an MCU thing now because they own Wolverine again because Disney bought Fox, but you know, like the X-Men were out of the picture, like the Fantastic Four was out of the picture because Marvel was focusing on the licenses they had. So yeah. I like you were saying, I'm kind of hoping insomniac said we have this really really good idea for wolverine i know like he's not in the movies right now he's not in a tv show like he's not in what if he's not in you know shang chi he's not in anything but like we have a really good idea for wolverine who's still obviously very popular but like he's not at the forefront of like the marvel zeitgeist so like that gives me a, a lot of hope have you guys played yeah. um x-men origins wolverine from raven software I think Maybe. it was a 360 game. Super Maybe. good. Super good. It was all about like regenerative powers and stuff. It was really, really, really good. Hmm. So I hope we get more into that. Also, God, I'll shut up in a minute. I promise. I really like that Marvel is doing this Marvel thing now. Like they just used to like give Activision and Sega, depending on the time period. Like here's all of our things. Just like make a crappy tie-in. Blech. And now they're like, for Axis, make a XCOM like inspired tactical game insomniac do spider-man okay that was really good do wolverine uh what else uh guardians you can take that square avengers you know it didn't do you know good points for trying i like that they're just like throwing licenses to different people not because they're getting yeah. money from it but because they i hope they think that they're sending the right property to the right developer to make the right game yeah i think that's what they're doing uh, and you make a good point. I think it's not coming 23. I don't think four, I think five or 26 even. It's got PS6 written all over it to me. And for them to announce it this early, uh, I think it's very they're pretty Sony. confident. It is very Sony to announce this early, but when they do announce so far in advance, and they, they're renowned for announcing games five years out, but they always pretty much deliver. There haven't been too many which then flop. So I think they'd be pretty confident they're on the right path. 
But yeah, you're right. It's the fact that they've they've handpicked studios from what we can tell in the same way that kind of uh, IO Interactive seemingly being plucked to make a Bond game, which has totally failed as a license for the past 10 years and they just seem like the perfect developer. So uh, yeah, if we, if we get more of that, I think there's a way for these license games to come back and do really well, not necessarily based on a movie. Like you don't need to have the, oh, Shrek 2 is coming out. Here's a Shrek 2 game. You know, that, that was the THQ model and they are sadly no longer with us. Correct. Eleni, you mentioned uh, Sony Santa Monica and their, uh, their hit franchise, God of War. I don't know if you knew, but their uh, sequel to God of War is called God of War Ragnarok. That was kind of the news. Like they, they did a whole bunch of casting, I suppose. But like, did you not think it was called God of War Ragnarok a year ago when they put up the title card that said Ragnarok? Like, I just, I don't quite get the hype for this, but that's the name of the game. We don't have it released it yet, but it's coming out. Yeah. When's it coming out? Who knows? It looks really good though. I'm super <laughs> excited for it. Like the whole like setup at the end of the first God of War, I'm ready for whatever this is. Yeah. Eleni, well, 20- too super super excited hopeful that you'll have a ps5 at the time this comes out we've lost eleni again i keep throwing to eleni when we don't have her it's just the way this no i I think i'm back i'm back um and i will just say um i'm like i love god of war yeah i was a bit surprised about like the showcase because it obviously like we got some new details and stuff but it kind of made out like they hadn't announced the game was being released which kind of confused me and then had me questioning like had I just created this sequel to God of War that they hadn't discussed yet so that's what I found a bit bizarre about it all um but it looks awesome the character designs are really cool I know that's been something that's been a bit contentious um with people but I think everything looks fantastic I have no doubt this will be a great sequel I'm very hyped it's weird that everyone likes the fat Thor when it's Chris Hemsworth and they like the like ripped abs Thor when it's Chris Hemsworth but it's when it like when it's a fat Thor that's not Chris Hemsworth that's suddenly a problem but like I I would picture Thor as what God of War has I'm completely fine with it and like have people lose their minds over like a fat ginger Thor is just like mind-blowing to me but anyway it's the internet it's the internet yeah that's that's true um, the last thing I wanted to really quickly talk about, we sort of alluded to it before, Ben, is that, and Eleni, is um, so Horizon Zero Dawn was sort of a launch game. It got, or not Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, uh, was a PS5 launch game. It got delayed. It wasn't really a launch game to begin with anyway. It was PS4, PS5 from the get-go. Uh, it, there was a post on the PlayStation blog saying any PS5 launch game is going to be a free upgrade from four to five, especially because it was hard to get a PS5, which it still is very hard to get a PS5 if you wanted to. Uh, now that Forbidden West is due in February, I believe, Sony came mm-hmm. out and said, oh, it's a $10 upgrade. And people lost their minds. And I won, before we get into the other news, I think people were justified in losing their minds. Thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, ridiculous. And I, a rare example of people complaining and something being changed. Like, I think the backlash was enough for them to change it. Uh, and I'd forgotten they said that, but it was the obvious thing to do. Like, it's really just punishing people for Sony's own, own problem, which is a great problem in that they're selling too many consoles to be able to have enough for everyone to get it. So it didn't make any sense. I, this would be a tiny financial gain, right? 
if they had done that for people who bought it on PS4, then a year later decided, you know what, I'm going to play it again on my PS5 I've finally gotten, like you get minimal money. Much better to have the goodwill. And I personally, I wouldn't even do that. Like I've already played a last-gen game. I don't need to play it again. But if I did get a free upgrade and I got a new console and there's barely any games for it anyway, probably would check it out. So I just, I can't see any logic behind doing that. So Sony's obviously backpedaled on this specific instance they've said forbidden west is not going to be a ten dollar upgrade from ps4 to ps5 you buy it once you get it on both um but up like any future cross ps games first party are going to have a ten dollar fee to go from ps4 to ps5 it's a weird state right now eleni so we have like the likes of a far cry 6 which you buy it on any platform and it's the same price and you get it across plat- across generations, PS4 to PS5 or Xbox to Xbox series, whatever. Um, Microsoft has smart delivery, which you, know, you pay one price and get it across whatever it is available on that's in the ecosystem. Do, do you think Sony's going to be able to get away with this? Do you think the likes of 2K or EA are going get, to get away with this? Or are we going to see like enough consumer outrage that you know like the likes of an ubisoft with far cry are just going to bend to our will and just say you know like buy the game once and play it on whatever you have well i think the thing that i that i hate and i also know this about myself is thing with like games like this is the developers also know they really have all the power you know like people will um and are about it and they'll complain but at the end of the day like they have such loyal fan bases that people will kind of do do whatever I think. I can't ever picture a big title like this having a mass boycott for something like that. Um, I mean, it makes me sad personally, like as a poor uni student, like it's just like, can they not just like keep me in mind? You know, like I can't do this. I can't even like afford the new consoles. So like, come on guys. But I think it's that thing of, you know, um, people always voice their outrage, but at the end of the day, I can't really picture people turning around and saying, oh, in that case, I'm not going to buy the game. I think it's, you know, a lot of, a lot of barking and not real, not a lot of bite to it. Mm. Like the, the boycott modern warfare thing. I can't, is it, was it modern warfare? I think on steam where like everybody Every was in the bo- boycott modern warfare group and they were all playing modern warfare the day it came out. Like if you looked at their, yeah, anyway, uh, I can tell you why they're doing this from having to look, I've looked up the RRPs. We're talking Australian dollars. So the Australian, Upgrade fee is fifteen dollars. Uh, sneakily, PS4 RIPs have just gone up to one hundred and ten, and that's so. To buy Horizon on PS4, one hundred and ten. To buy it on PS5, one hundred and twenty-five. Fifteen dollar upgrade, one hundred and twenty-five to get the PS5 version, even if you bought PS4. What they're trying to do stop you buying on PS4 for slightly cheaper. Uh, simple as that. Yeah, but and th- and that's fine if there was like an abundance of PS5. Well, that's not fine, but it, it would be finer if there were an abundance of PS5s about where you could just get a new console and go to PS5. But like there are people in this country who want to and and would drop the money down like sight unseen, like instantly, but just can't, like literally cannot. There's not enough stock to meet demand. And that's what makes it garbage, in my opinion. I still think it's garbage. I think putting the prices up to 125 bucks is ridiculous. So... Yeah. Anyway, but we've talked about this before. Sony is a market leader. They can do what they want. They don't need to do anything consumer-friendly because they're just going to win anyway. And 2K sucks as well. They know you're going to buy NBA, you know, and you you pay extra to get it on both. And EA is just the same with FIFA and NHL, which I know no one cares about, but I do. 
if you want the like if you're in the same if you're in a position where you're like you you almost have a new console but you can't quite get it yet and you want to play NHL on the day it comes out you got to spend an extra 10 or 20 bucks to get the cross platform version rather than just like buying it on Xbox 1 and taking it to Xbox Series X when you're done. I guess you still could with back and pat but also like you want to take advantage of your new console so it, yeah it's just it's just predatory it's gross I hate it. Blech. And on that note, great. Yeah. Uh, end on something more positive. Um, well, Lenny, Lenny, I, I know you're on the spot, and you, it, oh, and your internet's good, so we're good. Don't tell us everything about your article, but give us like a little taste of of the the funding article that you that we've just put up on Survivor. And there's another one coming, which we will say we will keep that completely shrouded in mystery. But give us a small taste of of what your article covers, and also how we can find out more about what you're doing and stuff on the internet well um i don't really have much of an internet presence and i feel like you've asked me this before and i was on this that's true again just go to survivor and read all the lenny's articles survivor and then much to say (laughs) go to survivor read lenny's articles what's the funding article about there we go bam i I fixed it that was that was much better. Very nice. But yes, yes, the funding article, um, it was a really cool piece. Uh, really interesting to chat to some sort of local Aussie developers and really get an insight into, you know, the way games are made in Australia. Because I think a lot of the time when we think of gaming development, you know, we think of the US, we think of Japan, we think of the UK. So it was really cool to definitely highlight the success of those local developers, but then also look at the support they get um you know there's a lot more support that's going to be brought in in the coming year um but even just looking now it's great to see you know organizations like screen queensland and film victoria doing their part to support um local game development and i think it's cool to see you know where that started off with and then to see how it's going to grow because it's definitely going to grow um and keep growing so it's nice to also highlight those organizations who have been doing their part from from the get-go rather than you know the ones that are going to eventually jump on the band yeah i think you did a really good job of kind of summarizing what has happened what is coming up and even like a critique of of why that may or may not be far enough so you did a very good job well done it's been like an absolute pleasure to have you on as an intern i'm sure it's not going to just be as an intern and we'll see you again and you're always welcome on the podcast too Ben, you're fired though. So too bad. For Finally. You. Good. <laughs> Great. While you're still around, what can we look forward to or to whatever from you on the internet? I don't know. You know how nothing. to do this. I got nothing coming up for a long time. I don't know. I'll be I'll be back at some point probably. FIFA, maybe. How oh you, yeah. You do yeah. FIFA. You know how yeah. you know how football soccer works? What's it called? Soccer. Football. I know how FIFA works. So that's the main thing. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh you can catch me on Twitter, Ben underscore Salter. Where do we find you, Steve? Uh, I am just at my desk. I'm here. I'm all here. I'm, I live here. Poor Matt. They, they have to wear uh, F95 masks or whatever now at the hospital, like 24 seven. So like, I'm just sitting at my desk, just chilling out, having a good time. We're going to end on a positive note. And um, so you can find uh, you on the internet. And uh, 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 if you want help with Life is Strange to True Colors, I don't tell you how to ruin every friendship in the game, but I do show you all the collectibles and stuff. So you can get all the uh, achievements or trophies. That's a good thing. Do that. Perfect. You know what that'll do? See ya. Bye.